Welcome again to Back to the Future Minute, the daily podcast where we analyze the movie Back to the Future one skateboarding minute at a time. I'm Nick Jimenez in the news. I'm Scott Corelli. I'm Bo York. Welcome back, Bo. Look, I got to tell you, being here is an absolute dream. <laughs> nice. Thank you. Today, we are going back to minute 57. 67. 67. Uh, which <laughs> you always get the number. Yeah, I was wondering, actually, is, is that on purpose or is this like an ongoing joke at this point? No, I mean, it is, but it's not on purpose. <laughs> uh, Nick is the ongoing <laughs> joke. Yes, I, am the, I am the running joke of this podcast. There you go. There you um, go. It's uh, going back to minute 67, which begins with Marty uh, heartlessly stealing uh, the scooter from a young boy. And ends with a car door beginning to open. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so Marty rips rips the the crate off this off the scooter, which is th- these are called crate scooters, mm-hmm. uh, which had been around since 1944, and uh, and were were apparently uh, French originally. Yeah, yeah. Actually, uh, the the earliest. Uh, notes of what would become known as skateboarding actually originated in France and using these exact same devices. Right, right. Yeah, I looked up this stuff too. I found I found the the origin of skateboarding really interesting <laughs> because, um, as 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 a lot of things in, in that Marty does in Back to the Future, uh, the 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 film sort of seems to paint the image that Marty you know sort of invents. accidentally invents these things yeah um was skateboarding also it, invented by a black guy is that right that i don't know <laughs> <laughs> but but based on based on uh based on the because nobody knows apparently that's the thing that's interesting about about skateboarding um is that uh, skateboarding no one knows who actually invented skateboarding i do it was the it, z boys it just started happening sure uh, but but skateboarding started in the late 40s, early 50s, and it was started by surfers in California named Calvin Klein. Who, oh, sorry, yeah, who wanted something to do when the waves were flat, so they couldn't go surfing. So they they what they called sidewalk surfed, um, which was that they 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 you know used scooters but took the crate off the scooter. Mm. And just use the board, and they would even do it barefoot, like they were surfing. It's really weird. Huh. I guess it yeah. makes sense too, because you want a little bit more extra grip that you can get from your toes, given that you know you didn't have the treads that you have now. Mm-hmm. Right, right, exactly. Scott, huh. we should do a Lords of Dogtown in it. Uh, I've never seen that movie. Oh, I've I actually never have either, but I have seen the doc. <laughs> I've, I've seen a, I've seen the documentary Dogtown and Z Boys, and it's actually one of my favorite documentaries. Okay. Like, it might be pretty that. interesting if you did a minute by minute of a movie you've never actually seen. <laughs> that would be weird. I that would th- be weird. There isn't a movie that I'd want to soil the experience of, to be honest. Earliest skateboard exhibition, nineteen sixty three. That's all I got. Oh, cool. <laughs> so about so yeah. So Marty, Marty was like five years ahead of the curve. Eight years, Eight years but yeah, okay. give or take, round down to yeah. five. Oh, right, like you do. and and we know that Hill Valley is not a coast city, so they might not be anywhere near. Uh, the surfers who are skateboarding at this time. Now, this was uh, this was pre-internet. That's correct. Yes. <laughs> so, so they, they weren't they, surfing the web. They, they, yeah. Okay. <laughs> nope. nope. <laughs> America's second. That's that's why surf. they were sidewalk surfing. Uh, well, we can't surf the web. Yes. Because that doesn't. And we exist. can't surf surf the waves. So 
sidewalks. <laughs> and so it was. Here's the crazy <laughs> yeah. thing. Marty is actually able to actually do it old school, having never done it that way, one assumes, right? Because, I mean, by the, uh, the time period from which he is originally from, skateboarding had taken on, you know, more to what it is known modern or the, the yeah. skateboard itself is is more of a what it's become as its modern shape even back then. So, sure. which you know, le- mm-hmm. leads credence to my theory from yesterday that you know Marty McFly is a Mary Sue, and it <laughs> it negatively affects the film. I don't like having a protagonist that can just do anything at any time. There's no narrative risk, or you know, it's yeah. just he. Oh, he can he can just ride a skateboard. Okay, cool. Yeah, I f- I feel pandered to there honestly. Yeah, totally. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, <laughs> it's it's just the worst. It's, just, it's the worst. Can you imagine the? Why does anybody like this? Can movie? you imagine the think pieces <laughs> that you know when Force Awakens came out and everyone was like raise a Mary bro? I was like, oh, so we just can't. Okay, this is just, this this will always happen with anything, and like yep. you know, if like Back to the Future had come out, it'd been like there's a a mother tries to rape a little boy. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, one girl in the movie, and anyway, uh, so uh, <laughs> Scooter Kids, Scooter Kid hashtag one and Scooter Kid hashtag two. Uh, I'm, I'm kidding. Uh, who are not like, Elijah Wood? Who are not? No, he's in. The, uh, God, I was well. I, I was hoping that one of them would be that cool. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, they are played by Johnny Green plays Scooter Kid number one, and Jamie Abbott plays Scooter Kid number two. But neither of these actors, um. Are currently working. I mean, I, I I hate to like make assumptions about like their professional lives, but dude, um, they made a killing. They are just collecting royalties. Totally. Well, Jamie Abbott, uh, a Scooter Kid number two. After this movie, would go on to be in Poltergeist number two, The Other Side. Oh. And his major, his his biggest credit by a by a large margin, is um he played the character Stinky Sullivan. And 19 episodes of Growing Pains. Well, there you go. Uh, Stink- huh. If we have any Growing Pains fans, uh, Stinky Sullivan. Probably and still making the Growing no, Pains. No, we only have, we only have Family Ties fans <laughs> in this <laughs> house. <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> no good. <laughs> growing Pains watching. Uh, and then Scooter Kid number one, Johnny Green, uh, has kind of an interesting uh, filmography. He was uh, Luke. In the film Say Anything. Oh. And uh, he played Is that her like little brother? I, that's the sort of thing. I couldn't I can remember if that was if that was uh, Diane's little brother. Um was on an played, episode of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. He is. He's he's plays the character Way Cool Guy in the episode oh. Nightmares from nineteen ninety seven. Okay. And that's his a uh, first season episode. Yeah. And his uh his kind of major uh, credit was he played the the jock Kyle Vinovich in six episodes of My So Called Life from 1994 to 1995. Hmm. I want to talk about the fact that this whole chase scene is is shot very similarly to the uh, Mall terrorists mm-hmm. chase scene. It's it's it feels it actually you know watching it minute a minute like this it feels like a callback almost like a visual motif callback kind of thing well the music um, swells so heavily and i was trying to think of what other time in the film do you get that exact same like just you know this huge huge moment and i was thinking was that playing actually in the original like in the the first uh sequence when he does travel to the future 
Or yeah, the Maltaris yeah. sequence. Yeah. Oh. God, you know, I, I have a lot to say about this chase. You know, because we, we were talking way, way back about how one of the cool things about this movie is it has such a uh, not small, but like humble reach, you know? Like, yeah. this is a movie that isn't about, like, the undoing of all time and space. It's not about <laughs> getting getting the, the Infinity Stone into the thing so the blue light will turn off. Like, right. <laughs> but this this is how – this is this music is what it is playing in your head when you're running away from bullies or trying to get home in time, you know? And, mm-hmm. and it's such a relatable – because, you know, he's not really doing anything inherently cool – you know, like he's he's hanging off of a truck and he's escaping bullies. But, you know, going back to earnestness, this movie just makes you care. Like I'm I'm as invested in this chase as I am when like Finn and Ray are like trying to escape from the First Order on Jakku. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, and this is this is something that people in the theater could have done. You know, it's like I remember I remember running away from bullies one time at school. Right. But like. It just nails how it makes you feel the way that you feel in real life when we have those moments of heroism or like larger than lifeness in our own lives. Yeah. Well, I got to tell you, I mean, you're right. And it's shot very well. But to me, the music is really what cranks it up. That uh, and of course, when he goes past and it cuts to Lorraine's face, she looks at the camera. Well, kind of at the camera and says he's an absolute dream in that iconic (laughs) moment. Yeah. Which uh, which is always burned into my memory. It's a very Sam Raimi moment for some reason. Oh, absolutely. It is. Like, yeah. Any- yeah. No, that, that moment, cause it cuts, it cuts the music away. And, and then, and what I love about that too is, you know, having to focus on the details like we, like we do. Yeah. It's like a fun, like cutaway gag, you know, like the, the, the joke is that like the change of music and everything. But the, what I like about it is in, that you don't realize is that somebody turned the jukebox back on. Like, <laughs> like Marty punched this guy and they chased him out of the, out of the diner. And then somebody just turned the Hello, jukebox back baby. on. No, it, it's, it's actually, it goes back to the whole Western thing of you go in, you know, all of a sudden the, the pianist stops playing, everybody looks right. up and then everything goes back to normal. Like, you know, it's yeah, right. like after that, the one guy gets shot. It's like, okay, yeah. well, back to business. Yeah, look, there's a story of somebody who's having lunch in that diner with a wonderful conversation that's going on that has nothing to do with all the things that are going on outside. That's very true. <laughs> he needs uh, some background music in his life. Nothing's worse than being in a, a not a teenager in a restaurant full of teenagers. <laughs> oh, man. That is the worst. I would stay far away from Lou's Diner, I'll be honest. Yeah, it's like, no, it's just the kids. Just the kids where the kids yeah. go to sock hop and... Right. Except maybe on Saturday mornings. It seemed pretty chill on Saturday That's true. Mornings. It was just that weird McFly guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's right after school. It's like three it's like three o'clock on a Monday. Like this is the worst time yeah. to be doing this. <laughs> um so uh, so at first Biff and Biff and his gang are are running after uh Marty and it's and it's pretty great because they're kind of like you know they got they got sort of uh uh what what was the, what's that called the mighty duck maneuver the 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 flying V is that what yeah. it was yeah they kind of got like a flying V thing going on for like a little while um, but they're so bumbling like they keep they keep like falling all over each other uh, and then they they finally they switch to the car now when they switch to the car Biff is really rough with his car <laughs> that he is. 
he, he treats like a child in the sequel, you know, yeah. when we, when we come back to, to 1955 Biff in the, in the sequel, when we revisit him, he treats it like a baby. Like you, you feel like he probably wipes that thing down with a diaper, mm-hmm. but here he's just like driving over curbs and all kinds through bushes. Like it's crazy. He's angry. He's really mad. Well, it's cause it, it, he, the car represents an, an earlier, better time in his life. Right. Mm-hmm. So, it, you know, this is when he's reckless, wild and invincible. He didn't respect and it yet. Exactly. Oh, no, no, no. I mean, I mean, even in even 1955, Biff, like the, the like he gets the, the car fixed, you know, with the, the manure oh, that's going to yeah, happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then like after that, he's just like, you know, like, what, what are you doing, old man? Like, you know, like you're touching my car. You know, he's like he's he's very protective of it. Mm. Um, but I don't know. It's interesting. Uh yeah, he's just driving over stuff. He's 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 like a Terminator in that in that section. He's like a Terminator behind a car. Uh, I wonder. I wonder. Uh, Thomas Wilson as alternate universe, like as a Terminator. <laughs> well, here's my question <clears throat> to you: Is he? Does he want to kill Calvin Klein? I don't think so, because he's he's like he's like he. I feel like he's just trying to scare him because he's he's just kind of coming up and and kissing him with it. You know, yeah, like with the car, if that thing goes under, then like Marty's dead. Yeah. But you think it's more of like a kids aren't thinking about the fact that what they're doing is death defying. Right. Sure. Mm. Yeah. That's what I think. I don't think, I don't think Biff's a murderer. Well, he is later on, but I, 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 I don't think he, not yet. I don't think he hasn't gotten there yet. At this moment, I don't think he's like, I'm going to end this kid's, this tiny little Canadian's life. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. No, no. You know who is absolutely Marty McFly if they remake this? Mm. Uh, it has to be Ellen Page. Yeah, you've said that before. Just, uh, you, you've already well, got me on the Danny Glover thing, and I'm trying to figure out who would be Danny George. Glover. Donald Glover. Don, Donald Glover. <laughs> Don't Danny it. Glover. Danny. Back. Danny Glover. Let's be honest. Danny Glover's too old for this shit. <laughs> <laughs> I have to go back in time. <laughs> no, I'm, um, I'm trying uh, to think if cool. Donald Glover will actually maybe Dan. No, he'd be. He could be old Biff. Oh, yeah. Danny Glover. <laughs> Danny Glover. Danny Glover. <laughs> Just throw him as back. a bully. <laughs> um, Make like a tree. I, 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 just I like the way that they escalate this chase sequence. Also, I like that it's shot and it's so exciting. But it's like if you were to just put a camera on the on the top of the of the of the the courthouse, right? Mm-hmm. And you're just like shooting down on the square. And you just hold that shot and you just let this whole scene play out. You could literally like speed it up and play like the Benny Hill music. Sure, yeah, no. I mean, because they're literally just running around and no, like, right, I, right. I Growing up, into, I've been in chases that got this big. Like yeah. I've been on, I've been in scrapes this intense. Mm. Like it's Ugh. so beautifully small. Just keeps just keeps going in circles. Yeah, like it's just, just like I'm not gonna leave the square. No, come on, we're just not... gonna, I'm just gonna keep going in circles. Well, it's, it um, even gets to what you were talking about earlier, right? About the kind of the scope of what they're dealing with. You know, they're not trying to keep all of reality, you know, in sync. Uh, it's just this one guy who wants to keep his parents together and not disappear. Uh, it's the same thing like in the midst of this chase. They're not going to go all over town and you know flying on rooftops or anything like that. It's 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 just in this one small space that they keep going back to over and over and over <laughs> again. Yeah. Right. I, man, if I directed, if I ever got to direct an episode of Gilmore girls, I would totally have like this chase happening while like Lorelai is like 
inside of a, <laughs> like from like inside of a store, like talking to like a boyfriend. <laughs> just happening but, in the background. But whenever you cut back to her, to his perspective on her from outside the window, you can see the like, different parts of the chase happening. Oh, see, I was thinking you were thinking like Rory was going to be like running around and then it cuts to Peter Petrelli and he's like, she's an absolute dream, you know. No, 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 no. <laughs> it's like, it's like, it's like, you know, Alexis Bledel in the remake. There we go. <laughs> we did it. There you go. She's a dream. <laughs> <laughs> he kind of does a thing where he's kind of doing a Stallone, but not like fully doing a Stallone. Right, right. You know, what's funny is that he plays the biff to Jesse Eisenberg's marty in that 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 uh west craven werewolf movie cursed uh cursed huh? yeah hmm. with christina ricci yeah i don't know it's a, it, it's interesting i like i like talking about like these alternate casting things because it's it's funny because because yeah you could totally do the version where uh where uh peter petrelli is uh is is playing the uh the the leah thompson role sure. but i could also because of cursed i could also see him as the as the biff tannen in this like weird alternate, yeah. Alternate also, but you know, going we, we were talking about uh, Eric Stoltz yesterday, mm-hmm. and just this wouldn't be as because f- again, you know, it all goes back to that eighties, the that the, the the McFly family photo you showed me, the class of eighty four photo, like right. I don't know if Eric Stoltz could sell the the overwhelmed sort of like you know classic hero like you know by the skin of my teeth mm-hmm. heroism. You know, because mm-hmm. like, you know, again, like, you know, we, you want to talk about a Mary Sue, like Eric Stoltz would have been like, whatevs. Right. Doing it. But I mean, you know, look at Marty. He's like, he's, he's like panting. He's sweating. He's like, he's screaming. Right. Yeah. I mean, it makes you, it makes the moments where he's truly heroic a little more fist pumping. Yeah. Cause you're like, oh yeah. The tiny little, tiny little Canadian guy did it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. All right. Well, that's all I have for this minute. You guys have anything else? No. Um. Just that because of the music swelling. I mean, like I said, you you get that in the beginning, and you also get that at the end. You really only get it when he travels through time, at least to this capacity. And so this really is kind of the big crescendo here in the film, in the center of the movie. Is um, this the first big action sequence since uh, Marty being chased by the Libyans? I think. I think this is the only other action sequence because there's there's tension sequences coming later Yeah, but there's no like bish bang boom right i think this is it i think i think it's just this and the and the terrorists you can never you can never do that now no you you have to have one every every like 15 pages (laughs) now right but i mean again if i'm not mistaken they do play the big theme uh right when he's driving to go literally back to the future at the end of the mm-hmm. film. And so it is Yeah, they do, but that, that's more about like that's more about like tension sure. and like Release. yeah, is he gonna make it, you know? But it's not uh it's not like an action sequence. Uh, I wouldn't call it an action yeah, sequence. Fair fair it's enough. not like yeah. Biff knows about it too and now they have to like fight. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh man. All right. Well uh that's all all we have for for this minute. Uh in the meantime, uh, uh, we'll, we'll be back for Minute 68, but in the meantime, go to our website, backtothefutureminute.com. Uh, you can email the show, contact at backtothefutureminute.com. You can also follow us on Twitter and Tumblr at BTTF Minute. You can like us on Facebook, leave us iTunes reviews, tell people about the show, uh, check out our other podcasts, Not Writing, The Doctor's Companion, or Doctor Who podcast, and Geek by Night, which premieres tomorrow – 
so make sure that you're subscribed to that now because it's it's up on iTunes. You can subscribe and you can be uh, first in line to get the very first, the premiere episode of Geek by Night. And gorgeous 70 millimeter. <laughs> gorgeous 70 millimeter of sound. Um, Sound-o-vision. <laughs> and also make sure that you're listening to Star Wars Minute. Uh, and Goodfellas Minute and uh, all the other Minute podcasts. I saw I saw a new one pop up the other day. Somebody's doing It's a Wonderful Life Minute. What? Yeah. Nah, no judgment. We might get them on the show. <laughs> <laughs> well what played. a stupid damn idea. <laughs> uh, take a long time. Um, it is a long movie. It's a long movie. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, right. in its defense, not about Christmas until the very end. That's true. That is true. What if, in its defense? I well, mean, I mean, like, in the defense of doing a year-round oh, I see thing of saying. a Christmas. Yeah. Like, Jingle All the Way, that might be kind of weird, but it's wonderful. Right. You'd want to you'd want to time it so that the, the, the third act was being done, like, November, December. Oh, man, I wonder if they did that. That would be great. That'd be pretty good. Um, all right. We will uh, we will be back tomorrow with uh, Minute 68. Bye. It's a wonderful minute.